There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, friends. I'm. Ooh. I'm horse. I'm. <laughs> and I'm Lay. And uh, welcome back to the Logging Nap Podcast. Mm-hmm. So nice to be here, though. Very nice With to your be friend. here. Catching up. Catching I know. Up. Oh my gosh! Oh, I was so emotional this week. This period has really affected me. I was like crying. That Not was me like, last week. Know, not real crying, but like I was watching TV and like I had tears in my eyes last night. Like every Friday, me and John watch <clears throat> like our movie, Marvel movie night. Because mm-hmm. we're nerds. <laughs> I love it. And um, we were watching the season finale of one of their new shows and I was like in tears. I'm like, John, this is supposed to be this sad. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> but sometimes they get you though. Like sometimes they really do. Like, and it's, I think some, a lot of times it's when you least expect it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're talking about witches and mutants, but the storyline is <laughs> exactly heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it was such a terrible story, like for this poor girl. So I won't say too much in case people are actual fans. So, oh, my God, you know how I get down. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, I'd be spoiling The Bachelor, not everything. Sorry, friends. I can't help it. I just get so passionate and I have to share. But I really need you to get into Married at First Sight so we can get into it. Like, I understand that you love, you know, things that are like, I shouldn't say more intellectually charged, but like things that are not trash TV. (laughs) And I feel like I'm really like, I'm such a trash TV junkie, but I don't care. I love, love, love Married at First Sight. I love it. I've watched so many seasons of it. I haven't watched all, but I've watched many. And I just really need you to be into it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to commit to that one i think i would enjoy that more than the bachelor yes the bachelor would be no yeah for me no i just have tried over like the decades i've tried to watch it so many times and i just get so annoyed <laughs> so, no married at first sight sounds so fun it's really <laughs> really really funny i actually never heard of it before though it's interesting it's so funny and what i also really like about married at first sight maps if you will is that um, it, like, if there's learning opportunities for people, like, I feel like for single people, for couples, and for people who are married, like, I really do feel like there are definitely opportunities for you to learn because there's a psychologist on there. There's a um, pastor and a, like, a professional matchmaker. And they just kind of come together and they share, and they, like, constantly are, like, communicating and, you know, 
I guess, counseling the couples that they match and they like force them to have tough conversations and they like bring a lot of, they highlight a lot of stuff. And I really like it because sometimes you, you know, sometimes I see myself, parts of myself anyway, in some of the women and some of the, like, the suggestions that those, like the, the counselors make are so useful and like actionable for me. So I was like, oh, I never thought about like, you know, thinking about it from his perspective or I never thought about how that might make him feel or why he would say that or like, yeah. So outside of the fact that there's also tea, because I mean, duh, there it's interesting. Like it's really, really interesting. So like I strongly recommend Married at First Sight if you want something trashy to get into, but yet um, kind of heartfelt because then you get to see them a of personal development. Exactly. You know, just a smidge, <laughs> just a scotch. <laughs> Uh, uh that doesn't sound too trashy no it, it it can be i mean this season in particular has a trash man so because like and i'm not saying a trash man meaning someone who actually like you know takes out trash for a living because god bless them i mean in like a man who's actually trash <laughs> <laughs> because he's terrible he is insufferable oh my gosh chris if anybody watches married at first sight and you know chris listen dm us because <laughs> Boy, I have like I could just like listen. I could She's go on for go days <laughs> about that man. It's crazy. I've like had exchanges like with women, with men who have said this guy is a joke. Like even men have like popped into like as I posted about it on my story, and even like some of my guy friends have hopped into my DMs and they're like, yeah, like it, like he's he's a mess. He's an embarrassment to us all. <laughs> they are not claiming that they're not. <laughs> Like they're not. Well, you know, I think I'm gonna like binge watch a lot of trash TV so that we can just have a full blown like recap episode of everything. Because <laughs> I've actually not even like caught up on 90 Day, but the season is really boring. It is like it's they're 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 just like overdoing and like trying to Reaching. really push everything. It's like okay, like I know, like I don't know, I don't even know. Like you're right, I I can take it or leave it. Like I'm not impressed by anything. Like. They're trying yeah. to make create drama and it's just boring. Yeah, this season seems so fake. Or just like, yeah, reaching for a storyline with all the mm -hmm. Yeah, like oh, Tariq calling crazy. the ex. Like, you're dumb. Why are we doing this? It's stupid. She already said no. You know how she feels. And then you did it in front of her. Like, sir, do you want to get slapped? <laughs> well, <laughs> Trust me. Like You know, I was looking at old couples from 90 Day. Yeah. Um, just to see who was together. And remember that couple where the guy was from LA, LA and um, the girl was from, oh, where was it? I don't remember, but he's the guy, he had blonde hair. He was black, the artist. And oh, like that, they were so awkward. Talk to me about it. And she was from Finland. Don't even talk to me. The, you're so hilarious because we're basically the same human. Because I did the same thing the other day out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he just came to my mind. And I'm like, I got to see if they're still together. And I Googled it because I had to know. Are. Shocking. Shocking. I was. Shocking. I'm like, thank God I didn't put money on this because I'd be broke. Because, wow. <laughs> wow. I was so shocked. I'm like, they're together and she smiles sometimes. I'm like, this is so weird. I'm uncomfortable. Like. They're so weird. Wow. It works. It works. But Lord, I can't believe I couldn't believe it because I was like, this is crazy. This girl literally like it, everything, every way that she was acting suggested that she was solely there to come to America. She's like, I want to be with my sister. Like, I could care mm -hmm. less about who I marry. Really? I mean, you're fine. But she hated his friends. She hated his job. She hated his look. She hated she hated everything about him. 
And yet, here they are, still married. Still. Still kicking. So bizarre. Shocking. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, friends. So, you know the show is serve so many purposes. I mean, we're all about empowering women. We are about celebrating mothers and centering their voices. And one of the things that, you know, we do every single week is we honor bomb moms. We highlight mothers who we think are so special, both the ones that we know and ones that we don't know, but admire. Um, and this month, the month of March is actually women's history month. And um. <laughs> Today, March 8th, is actually Women's International Day of the Woman. It is Women's History Day. It's a significant day for us as women to honor each other um, and celebrate our successes. So we're so excited to get an opportunity to do this. We really are. And we think that like this should happen all the time. I mean, every day should be a significant day and a day to honor a woman because women are incredible. Um, but because on this show, we like to center again and highlight the contributions of moms we are highlighting not only moms that we know um and that you've asked us to so kindly acknowledge but we're also nominating and acknowledging historical um, mothers there are so many moms um and women in history who have done such great things and have have such lengthy resumes and were mothers isn't that so crazy? Like, I think that's the craziest thing, right? Like, we're looking at some of these achievements that some of these women, like, some of these women have, like, accomplished, like, major, major accolades. And on top of that, they're like, oh, she's also a mother of three kids. How? Yeah. <laughs> How and when? How and when did you have these kids? Like, what? Tell me more. Why is there not a parade for us? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the parade? It makes no sense. So, yeah, I feel like we should have like our own color scheme in the same way that they celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Everything is green everywhere. Right? You go into Dollarama, it's green. You cannot like they're barfing green at Tim Hortons with the donuts. It's everywhere. And I'm like, you know, no diss to St. Patrick's Day. But I think <laughs> that women should have their own special themes. We should have like, yeah, Mother's Day is just not enough. Frankly, it's not. I'm sorry. Because if you're not a mother, then you're not really getting celebrated. We need Women's Day Parade and all that great stuff. So, um in the absence of a Women's Day Parade, <laughs> we are doing this episode where we're going to celebrate and highlight um, historical bomb moms, as well as the bomb moms that you know and love. All right. All right. So this is super, this is really exciting um, for us to be able to highlight all of these amazing multifaceted women. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start off with uh, Teacher Lay <laughs> giving you a history. We're go She's going to take us back in time. And she's going to highlight uh, two moms that are really inspirational and that have changed the game. Okay, friends. So one of the first women that I want to acknowledge is one that I am completely open and, um, you know, comfortable admitting that I did not know much about until her passing. And I hate that. I hate that. 
you know, sometimes that we don't, we're not able to, um, you know, celebrate the wins and achievements of people while they're still here. And it's only once they pass that we understand their significance. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, RPG, notorious RPG, Ruth Bader Ginnisberg is, um, or was, I should say, someone that has done remarkable things um, in America. Um, you know, becoming only like the second female Supreme Court judge is huge. Um, not only because, I mean, again, like the representation, but because of what she was able to fight for, right? You know, really being adamant about fighting for, you know, equal pay and fighting for opportunities for women to work in the workforce, um, fighting for, you know, pro-choice and giving women the rights to control their bodies and, you know, like, again, understanding that like we are so capable and having men to decide what we can do with ourselves, where we can work and where we and what we and where we can go is so problematic on so many levels. And I love that she was so adamant about fighting against that. Um, it's crazy to, to think that like she graduated from Harvard at the top of her class. So she was like an impeccable student. She was one of um, nine out of 500 graduates in the year that she gradu graduated. She was one of nine females and she could not land herself a gig. She could not get a job anywhere. Nowhere would hire her. And then she was able to successfully argue that. So that was like one of the first um, like Supreme Court um, cases that was like, you know, that, that fought against um, gender discrimination and employment. And I just think about that. I think about that she was doing that and fighting those fighting many of those causes and, you know, championing for change whilst pregnant, you know, while she wow. was pregnant, even once she, um, you know, had her first child, she went back and continued to champion for change and, you know, just create a better life, not only for her, her, her children, but for herself. So I think when I, and the list goes on, like I'm, this is legitimately not the, the shortest um, um, overview of RPG and why she was so significant. Um, but it was a huge loss. It's a, it's a major loss to have someone, um, you know, with that kind of mind and that kind of heart no longer, um, serving as a Supreme court judge. Um, and then of course, then, you know, the, the main thing of, of, of representation, right. Being a woman, but also being a Jewish woman. So she was very, very like, she was very vocal about like anti-discrimination and, and fighting against, um, you know, anti-Semitism and anti-Black racism and, and things of that kind. So it's just awesome. It's truly awesome to think about that, to think about what she's done and how she managed to do all of that whilst being a mother. So I'm so impressed by her um, and continue to, you know, draw strength from RPG. We appreciate you, sis, because uh, that's why we're here right now. <laughs> and and, and um, we're empowered. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that like, you know, honing that and I one of her one of she's got like so many famous quotes, but the quote that I'm most moved by, and I love and I honestly I'm thinking about getting on a shirt I'm pretty confident I'm going to is um, she heard that at Harvard her nickname was bitch. Right, she said that like, <laughs> people would call her and they said that they would say that like people would say that. Like, you know, she's like, Oh, like, you know, a lot of the men would say that and they would they, they would just speak of her so poorly. And she, you know, was open about, she's like, well, I would rather be called a bitch than a mouse. And <laughs> she was like, yeah, like, she's like, I would rather you call me, say that I'm, you know, opinionated and assertive and confident, say those things or allude to those, th those things rather than saying that I'm passive and, um, 
you know, and, and not heard, and, not seen. Exactly. Right. And you have to think about the the climate of where, when she was going to school and where, when she was living and alive, like you had to be that assertive in order to, to you know, to, to have your, your voices and thoughts heard. You can imagine how, if, if thinking about how assertive we need to be now, I can only imagine how assertive she had to be then. Like, you know what I mean? So super cool. Very impressive. Um, do you want to share one of your historical bomb moms? Absolutely. A bomb mom that I would love to share with you guys is the famous Serena Williams. Yes. She is obviously a household name. Out of this world with her amazing capability. She's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um not only to women, but just like as an overall player. She yeah. is amazing at what she does. She's re- revolutionized women's tennis. Um, and she has won more Grand Slam single titles than any other man or woman. So like, how <laughs> can we not <laughs> nominate her? She has pushed through. And the one thing that was so impressive to me is um after she had her baby and she mm. had all these um medical issues and she had to take I, I believe she took a year off before going back to playing and then when she returned um I'm not familiar with tennis to be exact so correct me if I'm wrong Lay, but she went back and won a U.S. Open I, I believe um, I mean, I'm also not the, like the, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't got the tennis facts down. Um, but I know she, she went, she went back to win a, like, um, a significant professional title. Like it was a huge yeah. accomplishment and something that would be challenging for someone who had not for, for it would be challenging for anyone, much less someone. Anyone. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And gave birth and had all these medical complications. Yes. At that. yes. And she came back and killed it she's yeah. not just winning she's killing it yeah <laughs> she's so unmatched and it's just it's so, it's something so empowering to see um i don't know her personally but i was mm-hmm. proud to see that someone can push through and have that kind of passion and um she was an inspiration to us all I have to shout her out. I will always shout her out. She like she goes down in history. I feel like she doesn't even get enough um, praise for what she does to me. I think she's very underrated mm-hmm. um, for what she's accomplishing right now. So shout out to you, Serena. Okay. okay. So <laughs> the second mom that I want to nominate is Hodan Nalier. And she's a Somali Canadian um, woman. Um, and it's very unfortunate that she's no longer with us. But more recently, she was um, highlighted and honored in such a significant way. So I'm super happy to hear that. But again, here I am beating myself up for not knowing more about people until they pass. But nonetheless, um, she was a TV journalist. She was a reporter. Um, she was an activist um, and just very active in the Vaughn, Ontario community and the surrounding um, communities. Uh, like there's a lot of like... Um, you know, underprivileged communities that kind of surround Vaughn. And she was really, really active in those communities, fighting against anti-Black racism, championing for change, um, trying to create a better life, you know, for her kids, but also for the, for the kids in the neighborhood and, and, and acknowledging the fact that, um, you know, Black children in Toronto, in, across um, 
you know, schools are being disproportionately suspended, are not being represented in the curriculum, are not being honored, and that, you know, their voices aren't being heard. So she made it a point to create change and to, and to, and to, and to elevate those voices and those experiences. Um, so yes, very unfortunately, um, Nalie was uh, doing a story in Somalia at the time. She was pregnant at the time and was killed in a um about she was killed by um you know a i guess vigilante group um they bombed and the car and you know i guess let off rapid gunfire and of course her and the baby unfortunately did not make it so correction she's actually a mother of two she's survived by her two sons and her husband um and just it's it's a heartbreaking story because again like such a you know such an important figure um, in Ontario, in Canada, but also in education. And as a teacher, I think that that's really, like I'm always enamored by people who take on, you know, um, changing the education system, even when they're, not, when they're not a part of it, right? I mean, I guess she's a stakeholder because she's got children, but still her passion was, was magnificent. So I'm super excited to know now that um, a school, there was a school in Vaughan, it, named, it was called Vaughan, named after Benjamin Vaughan, who was a slave owner. So, and that's been that school's name for years. And, you know, obviously with everything that's been going on, you know, and, um, you know, black parents and non-black parents were, were, ad were like adamant that that name needed to change, that school name needed to change. It actually does have quite a large um, black student population. And, you know, they like, the black students were voicing their thoughts about it. Like, it's really embarrassing. It's really hurtful. Um, and like denigrating to wear a jersey, to wear school gear that like supports and honors the life of someone who quite literally wanted to see That's like, crazy. thank you. You know what I mean? So that makes sense. exactly. Right. So they've stripped the name and they were like, it was, it's been months since they've been trying to figure out what to rename it. And now they've decided to name it Hodan Natalie. Um, secondary school. So I'm so excited for that. I think that's beautiful. That's uh, I know, right? The first, imagine this, like across that board, there are so many schools and it's the first school to ever be named after a person of color. Like ever. And only the second school to be named after a woman. 2021, y'all. <laughs> just crazy. It's just crazy to think about. So, yeah. Um. That's my, uh, wow. my, my, my second historical Pe bomb. Yeah. Right. I know. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that she's not here to, you know, um, to see that happen, but it's so amazing that her kids were able to witness that and her family, her surviving family members. So, yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. Truly. Okay. My next nomination is, um, something that is very, or someone that is very well known in, the media right now <laughs> hot <laughs> topics <laughs> yeah but um i want to honor her um not for being in the tabloids but megan markle is i have to honor her because she's so courageous mm -hmm. um and that is something like that is an attribute you have to have it, with the position that she's in mm -hmm. right now um to play out her life so as if you guys are not aware, she was an American actress. Recent in these recent years, married Prince Harry and entered the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, very quickly after, <laughs> had, um, had to play out transitioning her role to being a wife, entering mm-hmm. the royal family, becoming a mother, uh, being in the spotlight, not for television, but to be a part of this royal monarch where there are so many rules and expectations and for Harry and Meghan I think that those expectations didn't align with their basic moral principles and eventually they decided to leave their positions as a just duchess the duchess of Sussex mm-hmm. I can never say that properly it's a tough one it's a tongue twister <laughs> <laughs> and of course that had a lot of negative backlash especially in the uk tabloids <laughs> mm-hmm. um so it's such an on it's an ongoing battle and so of course yeah she is um playing out all these roles in front of the world and i think something that resonated with me and we we talked about this on one of our past episodes in our earlier seasons is when she became a mother that thing, that moment <laughs> hit me to the core because yeah. she mentioned that, you know, she, it was hard and she had a real moment in front of the entire world, which was, I'm sure, was frowned upon because mm-hmm. being in the royal family, things have to be perfect. Um, and there's a lot of things that you shouldn't talk about. And, and she started a conversation that people would never have in front of cameras or you know in Hollywood so yeah I thought it was such an empowering moment because uh she said she wasn't okay and she was the voice of most new mothers at that (laughs) moment in time and um anyways yeah just her just by her entering uh the royal family and identifying as a biracial woman and receiving all that hate and racism and you know, negative backlash. I mm-hmm. think that it takes a strong woman to continue to be themselves. And the fact that she continued to be a philanthropist and really champion for women's rights and, you know, break so much royal protocol in order to remain herself is, uh, it shows bravery. And it's also very chilling yeah. to also parallel the life of, Harry's late mother, Princess Di. So um, it's very bizarre to me how history goes full circle. Absolutely. And um, I just commend her bravery. I commend that she's staying true to to herself and trying to be as authentic as possible and, you know, sticking by her man and doing what's best for her family. A mother is always going to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And... I can only imagine that 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 decision was difficult because of considering the repercussions that she would have to face and what Harry has to face and the sacrifices that they have to make. Yeah, but she did it. She did it for the greater good. And (laughs) I have to commend you, girl, because 
when you break it down, sometimes your in-laws ain't it. <laughs> yeah, no, especially when they're like, you know, historically racist and yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think about how challenging that is for any of them, you know, any of them who are not accustomed to that lifestyle, who are not familiar with, you know, who don't have that kind of um, ancestry or upbringing. It's, it's, it's definitely a challenge and a huge transition. Um, I can't imagine it as a woman of color. I simply cannot like, and especially a woman of like, you know, like that, that's, you know, biracial um, and that has African ancestry. It's just so hard to fathom that she would be in that space and feel loved. <laughs> like simply put, and I'm not saying the entire, um, yeah, like the entire, like, I'm not, of course I can't speak for the whole family, but I just feel like, yeah, again, it's like, it's historically that level of prejudice is generational it's so woven into the fabric of that like monarchy that it's like how dare you almost how dare you enter this space it's like a forbidden space for you so yeah I'm enamored by her for you know sticking with it as long as she did like the heck I love it um okay this one's gonna be super quick only because I think that she's so widely recognized but I just have to throw her out there because I'm always always and forever enamored by her and it's Michelle Obama I think she's an incredible figure I I love what she represents um she's so intelligent and so accomplished within her own right um and even like on the journey of you know continuing to add to her list of accolades she put her uh, you know, career on hold to focus on supporting her husband and his presidency and making sure that her, her children were, you know, safe and taken care of because she wanted to continue to be invested. She did things in the White House that were so unconventional, much like, you know, very similar to Meghan Markle in that mm -hmm. coming into the White House, she was like, no, like my, my kids are still going to go to school. Like, you know, of course, like she still had to adhere to the protocol because I mean, she's a public figure now. And being the first black family in the White House, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's even more security measures that you have to abide by yeah. to make sure that everything is okay. But she tried as best as she could to create such um, a normal and everyday life for her kids. And I think that that's why um, when you see Sasha and Malia now, they seem so well-rounded and grounded. Um, and then she's, again, just continued to do things, championing for women's rights, championing for like, you know, childhood obesity and depression and, and, you know, fighting for LGBTQ plus needs. Like, it's just like, there's literally, it's limitless as to what Michelle Obama has done prior to being in the white house during her stay in the white house. And now post, like, she's just still going. And now that her daughters are older and, um, you know, more independent, she's really, really like campaigning and going hard. And I'm in the process now of reading her autobiography, which I adore. And I'm reading it. And I shouldn't even say reading. It, I should say listening to it because let's be honest, my child does not <laughs> let me read no books. <laughs> she doesn't give me no space or time to read books. So audiobooks are the way to go for me right now. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's narrated by her. So it's incredible. It's just awesome. I'm really so, I'm just so enamored by her. Um, I, you know, people have thoughts about the president, the, the Obama presidency, and I have thoughts about it as well. But regardless of what, what I feel like he could have or should have or what have, I feel like she so beautifully represented everything that I feel like a first lady should be and has continued mm -hmm. to do that even after, um, no longer, since no longer being in the house. So as a mom, as a woman, as a black woman, I feel like Michelle Obama is just incredible and so worthy of recognition. Shout out to you, Auntie Michelle. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Can we speak for a moment about the inaugural hair? 
<laughs> an outfit. Like, I don't know. She looks like she had those curlers in for 67 days because yeah. the way. <laughs> the bounce. The bounce. That, those curls were bouncing, okay? Like, the curls were bouncing. The outfit was snatched. Like, that full purple drip, as my students would say, the drip, though. <laughs> but the drip. So fire. come to play. She didn't. She didn't come to play. She did not come to play. And it was just hilarious when you, when you like, juxtapose, like, her at the uh, Trump <laughs> inauguration. She had her hair slicked back and some, like, you know, household pony. She's like, let me just, don't even bother. Don't, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> let me just put on this old, this old pant suit. <laughs> and she was just like, let me go. But like, oh my goodness. So welcome her homeboy Biden and her good sis Kamala. She was like, no, no, no. We're going all the way out. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> it's a celebration. All right. Let's share some of the nominations that you guys sent to us. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. All right, so we have a nomination from one of our followers, and she wants to nominate her grandmother. She lost her first husband in a plane crash, and mm. he was on his way to see his son being born. Oh, grandparents. They always have the craziest origin stories. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, what they just have a way like? of, like, sharing a simple story that's like, okay, well, I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> right? Oscar worthy story. <laughs> uh yeah, that's super incredible. I'm telling you, the matriarchs, man. You gotta give them, you gotta give them their flowers. Um, I think we have another one that I thought was so beautiful. Um, and it says, My mom, she fought a good fight against uh cancer and kept faith until the end, and she parented three kids. Um, and I actually know this follower follower personally, and um, the way that she speaks about her mother is just, it's so beautiful. Um, it's just, it's just incredible. Her mom passed away when she was quite young of ovarian cancer. Um, and it's, in, it's incredible to see like the impact that her mother has had on her life, even though she, you know, passed when she was quite young, she still, she still feels so connected to her and is so grateful to her. And it just continues to honor her um, in so many different ways. So yeah, definitely, definitely worthy of being shouted shouted out. You know, like I said, the, it's, it's important to give people their flowers. You know, even if yeah. they're here or they're departed. Like I, I love opportunities to continue to highlight um, the contributions of of great women. So we're so happy to do that one too. Thank you for sharing. Uh, so this follower nominated Anna Jarvis, who was the creator of Mother's Day. Mm. The creator of Mother's Day um, to help acknowledge what we do, how much and what we do. Mm -hmm. And the follower also continued to say that she'd be sad to see what it is now. (laughs) I think that's up for debate. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) Because sis wants her spa packages. Listen. Wants to get my nails done and wants a bucket of shrimp. Okay. Okay. Like, (laughs) I definitely do want my shrimp. I still want my foot rubs and I still want my time alone. I still want my hair appointments. I still want anything. I know it's commercial. It's expensive. It's costly. And I love it. And I live. Yeah, I live. <laughs> I live for the commercialism that is surrounds Mother's Day. I don't care. I know that sounds petty and toxic, but I love it. So here we are. <laughs> listen, let's get trickle into other debates. So listen, 
<laughs> it could. I'm in for it. I shouldn't necessarily say it's toxic because I mean, I guess, I, I guess the preoccupation with spending and showing like, and you know, and capitalism and all that stuff, fine, fair. But at the end of the day, you, as a mother who works and like, you know, buses their butt for their kids, you should be able to be honored the way that you want to be honored. And if that is deserved, just, thank you. If that's just quality time, then that's just quality time. If that's just like alone time, that's alone time. But if, but if that is a spa package at the Shangri-La, then you take it, man. <laughs> you take it unapologetically. You hear me? <laughs> this was so good. Yes. And um, before we end, I think I know I've done this before, but I want to nominate my mother. Ooh. Because um, yes. Deserves it. She's an amazing woman. Um, and, and she has given me the, the tools to be the woman that I am now. <laughs> she has taught me how to cook. <laughs> mm. <laughs> she has taught me resilience. Um, and, you know, she has shown me uh, her strength. My mom has five children, friends, and um, mm. we good. <laughs> uh, five of us are good. Uh, she's worked really hard and I say this all the time. I just uh, appreciate her hustle Yeah, and just, it's something I'll never forget. Even as a child, I remember seeing my mom work nights, come home, make us breakfast, send us to school. And then she herself would go straight to school afterwards, come home, wow, have dinner ready, <laughs> then back to work. And, you know, the hustle didn't end. And they also were... Uh, with raising five children were they were still dreamers my parents also started a restaurant when we were young and uh, they put in that work I don't know <laughs> how anyone would find the time to manage five children go to school go to work start a restaurant and still function as a human being <laughs> me neither you know she's always been a fighter and uh, but also so nurturing, mm -hmm. such a nurturing woman. She takes care of everyone. Um, there was never a moment where any of my brothers and I didn't have a friend bunking <laughs> with us. Mm -hmm. And my parents always brought them in. And my mom made sure everyone was always fed and happy. And um, I appreciate that because those are the things you take on. And, you know, I have to shout my mom out. She is a strong woman in every sense of the word also friends she also had breast cancer and <laughs> her go <laughs> go through that and it was a very difficult thing I was um at the end of my high school year and and into college and she was doing chemo and it got really really intense and really bad and you know thank god for the power of prayer mm -hmm. she made it through and the lady didn't skip a beat <laughs> She was back to it. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's making me so emotional. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Don't even do it. If there was ever any other example of a woman that I would want to be and embody, it would be my mom. So I have to <laughs> shout her out. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I love that. Oh my goodness. Your mom is awesome truly and so worthy of that recognition i'm so glad that you did that um definitely definitely worthy um for sure your mom i mean i already vomited my mom you know girl if you want to see what my mom's about go ahead Gigi has a life go find on instagram 
<laughs> Listen, my mom was out here with her sea moss. She's amazing. No, absolutely. I think it's great. I, I, I love that you're honoring your mom. I mean, like I, similarly, I could go on and on about my mother too. Just an incredible woman to, and, and an incredible woman and mother to me and mother to all. <laughs> so I think that that's awesome. Like, you know, that I not only get to speak to the kind of mother that my, that, that she is to me, but I, I, I have people who weigh in on the kind of mother, surrogate mother that she's been to them. So praise God for women like that, you know, who yeah. can, um, you know, speak life into other children and make them feel love um, for whatever reason, maybe because their parents show love differently. Uh, but my mom can kind of fill in and, 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 and supplement in such a remarkable way. So that's dope. Now, lucky for us, we actually have an opportunity to speak with an incredible, unbelievable bomb mom. She is a Canadian treasure and we're so happy to have her because as I said, more often than not, we are not able to give people their flowers while they're here and we get a chance to give flowers to the Honorable Jean Augustine. So it's such an honor that she took a time, took some time to join us just to chit chat with us a little bit um, about her successes and her achievements, but also um, how she's managed her achievements alongside her super important role of being a mom. This is huge for me because I remember um, being in high school and learning about her and being so enamored. And as a high school teacher myself, I continue, you know, to encourage my kids to, to know, just, you know, know know more about her and to know her history and her journey. So this is huge. I'm like fangirling a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that I'm like, oh, this is this is regular. We do this all the time. But truthfully, I'm so, so grateful. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. So Jean, your list of accolades is both impressive and inspiring. Of your many accomplishments, what three would you say have significantly defined you? Well, thank you for the opportunity to join you. And I want to congratulate you and all the young, vibrant uh, women who are doing things and making things happen in and for the community. Um, I wish when I was coming up at your age, I had all the networks that you have. Um, I was, um, at the time, you know, it was trying to find your way in the society. So when you talk or ask me about three accomplishments, um, it's kind of difficult for me to kind of put my finger on three because I think just living to be age 83 is an accomplishment in itself. (laughs) But I'm very proud of the fact that I have two wonderful, beautiful daughters and uh, with two grandsons and that um, I've raised them raised them at one stage uh, single-handedly, as it were. Um, They were ages, I think, 11 and 12 when my marriage went south. And uh, so um, they've turned out wonderful, uh, wonderful women now. So that's one. The other is the fact that I was an educator Mm. and I considered myself an excellent educator, like the business you're in. And, um, And have had wonderful opportunities with thousands and thousands of young people, as my grandmother would say, who have passed through my hands Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and providing leadership in schools, difficult schools mm. uh, in, uh, you know, in the urban, in urban areas at the same time, 
working my way through the education system from classroom teaching, vice principal, principal, supervisory officer, etc. Wonderful experience in the field of education and all those who were part of um, the networks and uh, what I was able to do at a time when we were just starting to talk about anti-racist education and mm. starting to, um, I used to do workshops across the province with school boards talking about um, what we need to, to do and to have in curriculum uh, to ensure that, you know, inclusion, diversity. We didn't have that kind of language at the time, but really that was what we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And thirdly, if there, I had to talk about anything as accomplishment, I would say it's the, uh, my community involvement and my public life mm. uh, of um, advocacy and activism uh, that have created and helped to create um, a lot of changes uh, in Canadian society. Well, yes, I mean, we, we can go on. We can have an entire podcast episode about those contributions. Um, but I think what a beautiful list of, of accolades. And I could definitely see why those are significant to you for sure. So, you know, this podcast, we are centering and highlighting the voices of mothers. So we, we, we couldn't, we couldn't avoid asking you a question about motherhood. So motherhood has the unique capability to not only transform us personally, but professionally as well. Um, and I can speak to that with my own journey as a high school teacher, how I've always been very intentional with my practice, but I feel like since becoming a mother, that has definitely um, intensified. So how would you say your role as a mother influenced your professional career? I think when we think about motherhood, I always think globally, where are the, and also historically, from the beginning of time, the role of women uh, in household, the role of women in community, the role of women in religion, uh, the role of women in nurturing children. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when we talk about motherhood, you know, all of that comes to mind. Yeah. And, uh, and in the situation of how, um, uh, motherhood can uh, transform an individual and help an individual to work professionally. Mm -hmm. um, I think all the skills that's required um, in uh, nurturing, in um, in holding the family a family together, in, pro in the provision of meals, and therefore I come back to the skills, organizational skills, how you organize yourself. Uh, so that you are not frazzled as a professional leaving the, the home in the morning. And I often used to think I did a full day's work before I left the house <laughs> because it <laughs> meant organizing this, getting the lunches, finding yeah. out where everybody's going to be for the rest of the day. Mm. So it's teamwork, it's planning, it's organizing, it's projecting, um, you yeah. know, what the day is going to be and what's going to happen if at the end of the day I can't come home and tell who's going to pick them up at school. Mm. It's, uh, it's also the network and the teamwork. Uh, my kids were in the school band and so, and I had them in all kinds of, you know, the extracurricular classes like the swimming and dancing and whatnot. So it's how you work with community and team. So I won't come home till four o'clock. The, the dance class starts at whatever what parents can pick them up and get them there. And then in turn, I would go pick up <laughs> and bring, you know, so it's sharing with, uh, with community, sharing with other, with other uh, women. And also not only 
as I said, the organizational skills of, of planning and projecting, but the networking, the teamwork, and, and, uh, and at the same time, realizing that for the children and to be a mother in the community, one has to participate in community activities. It's not you come home, you close the door and that's it. It's very true. You have to know what's going on in the school and what's going on in the community. And, uh, and uh, lastly, and I think this is what I tried to do for my children, was provide them with role models and mentors, people in the community that's, that's as they would say, uh, moving and shaking. Yeah. Uh, people in the community so that they knew, um, they knew, I, I don't want to sound kind of whatever, but um, they knew important people, they, they knew people who were role models and mentors that they could see themselves working towards that person's career and that person's whatever. Absolutely. And also the ability to pick up the phone if they were doing an assignment, wow. call, you know, to ask that person questions and, you know, and, and, um, and also have the opportunity. So I made sure that I took them to meetings. Wow. My kids, my kids knew all about meetings. Um, I smiled the other day when I heard, um, Kamala Harris talking about being in demonstration and being in the carriage, uh, her mother pushing it through the uh, the civil rights marches and whatever else. Wow. My kids went out to protest and, and uh, you know, and they knew what the issue was. And I would say, this is what, why are we going in this um, demonstration this weekend? And this is why we're, um, you know, we're participating in whatever the activity is. So you get them in the social justice mode of thinking. What is just, what is fair, what is equitable. And, uh, and that you can do something about it. No matter how young you are, you can do something about it. I was so pleased the other day when I saw it, it was a young girl who wrote to the premier of Nova Scotia to say, look, Viola Desmond paid $26, fine in 1940 something when she was fined. And uh, you pardoned her and everything else, but you never gave her back the $26. And so the premier agreed, the province agreed that $26 uh, 1940 something is now 380 something dollars. And they, they pop it up to a thousand and gave it to her sister. Wow. And it was a little one who, who said that, you know, and so, <laughs> you can start young people thinking social justice, thinking what, uh, you know, it's not fair that you would pardon her and keep the 26 dots. <laughs> oh my goodness. These young kids, they're so brilliant and like so witty and courageous. Oh, yes. Oh, like yes. it's the courage that always gets me. I'm always so impressed by like the gall of them. And I hadn't thought of that, but I love that too. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the idea of getting them involved to active allyship. And letting them know that you're never too young to have a voice. Yes, yeah, and what the issues are. Mm. And one of the things that uh, I think parents sometimes do not do is have those difficult conversations with their children. And the kids have opinions. They do. They do. They have I, opinions. You say, hey, you know what's in the newspaper, mm. or you know what's this um, this thing on the news. It's so and so and so. We don't want to expose them to all of the you know the negatives of the world. But at the same time, I think it's important for them to understand, you know, um, social justice and what's happening out there. 
Okay. No, I definitely understand. And I agree with you. I think um, we've talked a lot about that on this show, about us having young kids and how to talk about race, even though they're quite young, but have the conversations, right? Especially as, you know, raising black kids, we don't have a choice. We mm-hmm. have to talk about race. Mm-hmm. So we encourage, you know, parents of non-black kids, of kids of all racial, racial ethnicities and backgrounds, have these conversations because they can handle it, right? And, and knowing that they, that, that, they, that, they're, that, they're, that they can have these conversations propels them and prepares them to be involved. Right. It doesn't That's it doesn't it. have to be like there's no like now you're 16. Now you can fight the good fight like you can fight it at four mm-hmm. and six, <laughs> you know, in your own way, in an age appropriate way. But you can That's definitely right. make a difference. So, I mean, speaking of making a difference, uh, it's been 26 years since you single handedly championed to designate February as Black History Month in Canada. It's an achievement that Black and non-Black Canadians can never really thank you enough for. But how would you like to see the occasion honored? So in other words, what might you suggest we continue or start doing to really celebrate Black excellence in Canada? The motion that created or designated Black History Month in Canada um, spoke to that. It says, it pushes Canadians, it pushes all of us to recognize that Black history is Canadian history, that we cannot write Canadian history and omit the presence of the African Canadian. They're coming mm. in 1603. The, um, the, the settlements that occurred across our country in various um, areas. We can't omit the fact that um, there was slavery in Canada. We can't omit the fact that we were part of the history and the push in various areas, whether it was in immigration, whether, you know, whatever the the social issue um, is. We cannot omit the fact that Black Canadians have been contributing to Canada in various fields of endeavor. There's no field of endeavor that you cannot find a Black person of excellence. Absolutely. And at the same time, for me, it's important for us to always say Black History Month in Canada, because we want to focus and we on the contribution of Black Canadians. We want to focus, and one of the things I I was said in the motion also was the diversity of the Black community in Canada. Absolutely. We were here for since um, for decades on end six and seven and eight generation African Canadians. We are here as new immigrant and newcomers. We come from different parts of the world. We bring skills and talents and abilities to contribute to Canada. So this must be part of the discussion that takes place in Black History Month. And I also want to underscore the fact we say Black History Month because we use that month as a focus, as a spotlight on that history, but Black History Month doesn't end with Black, with the month of February. It is the part where we spotlight, we focus, we program, we celebrate, but that's the beginning of what should be happening for 365 days. So as a teacher, you can't just have a little bit of a budget and you do something and we're doing a Black History Month celebration and that's it. Goodbye until next February. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
So what would I like to see? I would like to see this imprinted, that it goes from February, which would be the highlight, where we look at the contribution, where we look at that history as Canadian history, where all of our allies and all of the of, of, um, of our educators or curriculum writers or entertainment and, and religious and everything focuses on that and then it gets distilled out for the yes. rest of the year. Yes. Woof. I love that gave me goosebumps the idea and like again like you know I'm only one person um and I definitely that's something that I employ and it's important to me um but I, I think I would love to see that as well and I would love absolutely love to see and I've seen some of it but I would love to see more non-black educators it's not our job it's not only our responsibility to exactly. make sure it's just not like it's so onerous on us to be the ones to make sure that like black history is continued and always and like black voices are highlighted and centered. So I would love to see that as well. I think that would be Yeah, well, I went to a school um, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and they had a wonderful, wonderful performance for celebrating Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And all the kids were the black kids in the school. Oh, I said, but it should not be black kids. Yes. This is a, a wonderful thing because it's Black History Month. Only black kids can perform. Every one of us and all the teachers, the teachers should not be uh, voyeurs sitting at the back just watching. Everyone has to be a participant in Canadian history. Absolutely. In Canadian history, it's their history. We have to know the history of each other so that we could respect each other, so that we could mentor our children, we can show them the potentials that there is in each and every one of them. We can have that representation that we can show them. Because if you don't see it, you can't be it. Yes. And so it's not, you know, black teachers, um, uh, this is your month to do things and the rest of us are going to sit back and come and sit at the back of the auditorium as you put on some performance and the, it's the one you, you practice for that. It's the one thing that happens and then everybody sits and you have a nice uh, thing and then you go back yes. to business as usual mm -hmm. for the rest of the year. I but I'm pleased that curriculum writers, that right now the Ministry of Education has a whole wealth of uh, resources from films to video to art and, you know, and, and uh, so we can make our curriculum rich throughout the year. And I'm saying all of this about African Canadian history, but I can also say this for the history of our indigenous Métis Inuit people. Absolutely. That's also um, a missing from our curriculum. Yeah, I agree. I, I say the same thing. Like, you know, when you, you know, as we are climbing up, we have to reach behind us and think about how we can pull those others up too. So I love that. I love that piece as well. So can you complete and feel free to elaborate on the following sentence? Dear young girls, don't dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how would you continue? How would you, how would you, how would you complete that sentence? Dear young girls, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to realize mm -hmm. that everything, don't be afraid to realize your full potential, that there are opportunities out there. You need to just go and seek it. 
Yes. That there are mentors out there. You just need to go and find them. Mm. That there are readings and books and awareness programs that you must participate. So I'll say to young girls, take risks, participate, find mentors, and there is nothing you cannot do in a society that offers opportunities for all of its peoples. Amazing. This was it, friends. This is it. <laughs> ah, the Honorable Jean Augustine. Listen, she did not disappoint. I didn't think for a second that she would, but I mean, she so far exceeded our expectations. We thank you so much at While They Nab for taking the time to do this. This is incredible. It really is the cherry. It's the, it's the, it's just exactly what we needed. So we thank you. We thank you so much. We thank you. Um, we'd love to know. I mean, we've got fans from all walks of life, but if they want to find you, they want to support, they want to follow you and keep track of all the incredible things that you're doing. Where can they do that? How can they make sure that they know what's going on? Cause I know that you're a busy lady, but you're always doing good things. So where can we? Uh, I, I am the easiest person to find. <laughs> <laughs> My bio is all over the, is all over the net, the um, the social media, Instagram, H O N Jean Augustine would get you into the Instagram, and um, uh, Jean Augustine Chair at York University, uh, that would give all kinds of information. Oh, shout out to York University. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So as we wrap it up, guys, just a quick reminder, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at WTN Podcast. Mm. We would love to chit chat with you, check in, let us know how you're doing, let us know how you're feeling about our episodes. Yes. And also, if you feel like giving us a rating, and you should if you're listening, <laughs> head, you should. head over to Apple Podcasts and rate this episode or rate our podcast and write a review if you're feeling friendly. Mm -hmm. We would love to get some feedback from you guys and see how you're feeling and see how much you guys are enjoying or not enjoying, but I'm sure you're enjoying because you're back. Listen, there's no way you're not. But if by chance, if by some slim chance you're not, please tell us because the feedback is always, always welcomed and appreciated. Always. Yeah. And um, you can also catch us on our website at www.wildaynap.ca. And that's where you can check out our merch. Yes. You can send us your birth stories. You can send us your bomb mom noms. And um, yeah, it's a one-stop shop. You can also listen to our episodes there if you want to catch up as well. So head over to our website at wildaynap.ca. Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, <laughs> nap time is over and we'll see you in our next episode we gots to go <laughs> bye friends bye a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.